0: Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Karen Kenny on the line. Karen, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, Michael. How are you doing?
0: I am awesome. I've been looking forward to this conversation for some time because we do some work uh, similar, but obviously you know, a lot of differences as well. But as we were talking in the pre-show, the last few years have been uh, interesting, to say the least. So why don't you share a little bit about you and then we'll dive into this conversation.
1: Sure. Um, well, right now I'm, I'm CEO of a company called Evolve Leadership and we do executive coaching and development Um Training. We do one-on-one coaching, but we also do, or I should say, also team-on-one coaching. But we also do workshops. But really focusing on a holistic approach to leaders, um, not just looking at the it's the brain and the heart and the body. We we um, recognize that well-being and leadership are inextricably linked, and that we have to look at the whole person. But um, came to this through. Uh, I remember uh, learning a bit about your background. Um, not just this set trajectory or linear path. And I think mine was similar where I've worked in communications and high tech and, um, but lost a husband ultimately to a mental illness and, um, co-founded a company focused on digital health coaching programs for people with mental health and behavioral health issues. Ultimately got acquired into J and J, um, got into leadership coaching and development, um, In their Human Performance Institute, which we also uh, acquired. Um, I was on the leadership team for the health and wellness group. And then um, when the Human Performance Institute closed, the commercial business started this this career. So, but really everything has been based in a passion around mental health and well being and understanding how the mind and body are linked and how, you know, especially in leadership. We need to look at the whole person and their whole ecosystem.
0: It's critical, critical work and, you know, all that. You know, you made a comment about you know, how our careers weren't this straight path. You, d- yeah. you spend a few years so you get the promotion, then you get this, and then you retire, you get the gold watch and all that stuff. No, it, it literally looks like someone took in mind, it's kind of a ball and just threw it down a hallway and it bounced all <laughs> over the place, which, you know, earlier in the career, that was, oh, that's a no no. But now, you know, people almost expect it of, of people. But I look at it as, all the tools that we've picked up along the way we continue to use. I may not think, okay, where did I learn how to do this particular technique or talk about this subject? You know I could think about it and say sure, but it just went into the tool bag because I knew that at some point I would use it at, you know, at some juncture with some organization and it's proved to be you know quite beneficial for, for you, I'm sure and, and for myself.
1: Yeah, I I actually encourage it for people right now, if I'm coaching or talking to some of the younger people, um, because it is all that learning. And I remember this from your story, um, the different careers that you've had and the people that you got to meet in companies that you work with, everything contributed to what you're doing right now. There's no one who could do exactly what you're doing and who brings the level of expertise and I think for for me and for other people we have our collective experience it wasn't this linear and take this course or, or you know you know go up up the the food chain there so in in the same company etc so i do think people who can embrace different experiences both through their professions and personally um, is really what makes you a unique leader and Passionate about what you do, as long as you follow your your heart and your purpose.
0: That's what's really important is just making sure that you're enjoying yourself yes. while you're doing it, and I think that's one of the things that we're seeing in the work world now, and even before the pandemic. Again, when we were talking uh, before we hit record, yeah, I think we both recognize that the issues that we're seeing right now with. The Great Resignation, Quiet Quitting, Um, Deloitte did a study and they said nearly 7 out of 10 CEOs are thinking about quitting. That's just astronomically alarming to me because knowing that what happens when a leader leaves an organization whether they are viewed as being a great leader or being viewed as maybe someone that has some room for improvement. Uh, It's still devastating to organizations and it's just so disruptive. And I, I think that a lot of it boils down to people have forgotten how to... Enjoy themselves and take care of themselves and not just you know from a okay, eat right foods, get exercise and all of that. But the, the mental side of things has been neglected for way too long for so many people, and it, it it's it's coming to a head if it hasn't already, and we're we're seeing that in you know every sector. There's people that are struggling with with the work that they're doing they're burning out they're quitting they're quiet quitting they're they're moving on to a different organization thinking it will be different spoiler alert not likely, yeah. but um, the grass, the you know, I, I have a few sayings about the grass is always greener. One is more negative, and the yeah, the grass is greener on the other side. But what's underneath that grass? Is it a septic tank? Is it you know what's under there? But also, the more positive outlook of things is the grass is greener where you water it. And I think mm. we delegate as an employee. so I'll speak as an employee, or is it even a leader? We delegate our well-being and our happiness and our joy and fulfillment to external things instead of internal things. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
1: Yeah, well said. I I completely agree with that. I think with regard to your first point is we, you know, people were already struggling before the pandemic. Um, It just exacerbated it. it also brought people to a recognition that I've just been going so hard and fast and nonstop. Um, they didn't realize how burnt out they were because they had not stopped. It's kind of like people who work really hard, those kind of nonstop executives, they go on vacation, sometimes they get sick because their body is just like, okay, now I, it's, I'm breaking down. You know, they, they don't give it a break. So no one was getting the recovery they needed. Everybody was going, you know, always focusing on achievement too. It's like, you just have to get to that next level or, or deliver the number. So they were sacrificing themselves in the progress. The pandemic hit, it brought a whole new set of challenges, but also caused people to think and say, I, I don't want to keep doing this. But then it's the extreme of this quiet quitting or, you know, it's what what's unfortunate is, you know, as you said, you have to find passion in your work and purpose in your work, and maybe you can't, and then you need to do something different. But it's not about just kind of checking out and taking off. It's like this is actually an opportunity for us to think about what matters. You know what what is your pr- purpose? What matters to you? What excites you? And then direct your energy that way in a thoughtful way instead of kind of passive aggressive behavior around it or, or dramatic changes because. Also, to your point about leadership, yes, the, the failures of leadership, whether it's dismissals or, as you said, quitting because it's not worth it to their mental well being. The impact is certainly huge financially to a company, but culturally, um, you know, I, I worry about our businesses. And then it's just you look at the political world and leaders and whatever side you're on, and who wants one of those roles because of, of the way we are as a country, how divisive and um, opinionated in it. Are we going to get to the point in leadership where we don't have good, strong leaders anymore? Because I feel like it's not worth it. Seventy percent is a very large number. That Deloitte study was very concerning to me.
0: Yeah, the divisiveness of the world, and you know, I've talked with people that are you know working in the political landscape, and there's hope in that. You know, their their observations are that. Us Americans have a lot more in common than different. Yes, there are some opinions, uh, but unfortunately, and one of them uh, used to work for a major media organization, and he said, which I knew was true, that the reason why they have to be sensational is because they need eyeballs to watch, so advertisers pay them, and that's what's. uh, It doesn't matter what flavor you watch; they are. It's sensational. It's you know, bombastic. It's not today we have this and this and this. Okay. But no, there's they bring in talking heads, they 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 make fun of the other people. They say, look at the it's it we've we've lost civility. And I share your concern from leaders because Getting into the ring to be a leader is not an easy task. Uh, there's a lot of time, effort. You have to make decisions quickly. And there are many days, uh, whether you're a leader or even the front lines, depending on what type of role you're in, you feel like a pinata. You're getting hit internally, externally. You can't win. And it gets to the point where it's like, why Why bother? Why I should just leave this, even though you know from a financial standpoint, it might be detrimental to that individual as well. But we've seen that. We've seen a lot of people, especially after the pandemic, you know, walk away from roles that were paying more and taking a role that they felt was more in line with, you know, the amount of stress they want to put into it. But again, I think that's where sometimes some short term thinking kicks in and you're not doing the deeper work like saying, okay, well, why? was this stressful for me. Why did this bother me? Because if you don't do that work then, you know, the greener grass comment that I made earlier will continue to happen. Every you'll you just bounce around and you go eventually you're going to have to look in the mirror and go, okay, the common denominator in all this situation is me. Yeah. And that's and that's difficult for people to look in because unfortunately we tend to be our worst judges uh, on the decisions we make. The good ones were like, oh, yeah, I was good on that. I was smart. But the bad ones, wow, we beat ourselves up pretty hard.
1: Yeah, we're good storytellers for sure um, about why we can or can't do things or why they can't happen. So I, I do agree with you. It's It's got to be about taking accountability and responsibility. I think it's also kind of going back to the purpose piece of um, – you know, if you're not aligned to a North Star and what matters, you're just kind of skimming across the surface and and you can bounce around. But, you know, at the end of your life, are you going to look back and and be proud of, of what you've done, be happy with the way you've led it? And too often people are finding themselves empty. And I think stopping and reflecting on what matters and you can find purpose in your work. One, one of my clients was talking about, well, working in a high-end, just a fast-paced, cutthroat type environment. Well, I can't find any purpose in my work. Well, your work might not be your purpose. And by the way, it shouldn't. Your work though should allow you to activate your purpose. And you can actually find moments like mentoring someone else or helping someone who is in this tough environment, showing them how you're coping and taking care of yourself Or, But it is about looking inside yourself and... um. You know, to your point too, the you can't change an organization, but leaders can focus on themselves and then think about the impact that they want to have. And then that has a cascading effect. Ideally, you see that at the top of the house, at the top of the organization, you see the behavior change, you see the values, you know, adherence. Um, but it's throughout the organization because everyone's a leader in some way. They have teams, and so I do agree. It's people are looking to companies to, you know provide more benefits? Or how are we going to keep our employees and retain them? We're bringing them back to the office. It's what do, you, what do you want to do to make a difference in the sphere of influence that you have? And how can you bring that to life? It is um, just a society right now where we're looking to other people, I think, sometimes to make us happy. But to your point, you know, focus on yourself.
0: It's important. And even the, you know, the working from home and hybrid and trying to sort through that. I spoke at an HR conference last month and had some conversations with people. It's like, we're really struggling with this and what we want to do. And I, I told them, well, you know what? One, I know this may sound counterintuitive, but talk to your people. Ask them what they'd like. Uh, come up with some things, try them out, write the policies in pencil so you can adjust, but make sure you let them know that. It's like, we're going to give this an opportunity. We're going to see how this works. Just like the UK study when they went to the uh, four-day work week and they didn't you know make 10-hour days. They, they used the same eight-hour shift as before. So 32 hours instead of 40, and they didn't cut the pay for anybody, which a lot of leaders right now are having cardiac events going, what? You know, I'll I'll pay for this. Like, how much productivity are you getting out of them in 40 hours? Mm. Not much because the Parkinson's law basically says work expands to fill up time. If you crunch that time down, guess what? People, it cuts down on the, the nonsense. It also highlights the silos that are in your organization. So, hopefully, leadership and the team can break those down to make things flow easier. And all of a sudden, you find some efficiencies. You're better at what you do because the focus is there. And you're like, okay, I've got to get this done by Thursday. Well, you're going to be focusing on it, hopefully, to right. get it done by Thursday. If you go, got until Friday and it's Wednesday afternoon, you're like, I don't feel like it. And I'm just as guilty of that as anybody. So I get it. But again, it's being open and in, in talking about things and see what makes sense for you. But please don't forget to talk to the customer too because you, yeah. you don't want to lose them because then you don't have to worry about you're going to work zero hours a week because the company is not going to exist. So it, it, right now, I think I, it, it's one of the things that causes stress is uncertainty. And unfortunately, people, again, are operating in, in many organizations are uncertain. where there others that are going, you know what? Let's try it and find out. Let's yeah. see. And, and I love those organizations because like, if it doesn't work, we change it. Okay. And yeah. I, I, I've, when I encounter organizations like that, it, it's literally like, okay, here is the unlimited gift card. Go into the toy store, buy whatever you want, and you're, you're 10 years old, and you're like, this is the best. And it's the same way working with organizations like that today. It's like, okay. This is an organization that wants to move things forward and and hopefully, and hopefully you're seeing it too, we're starting to see some organizations that are at least willing to explore that opportunity.
1: Yeah, I've seen it with a number of my clients. And I think COVID gave organizations almost the permission to have that statement that you just said is we're going to try it and test it. Um, I think in the past, you put a policy in place, and then you had to leave it in place a long time. And you had to, you know, pedal back if you didn't keep it in place. So the one You know, one of the silver linings of COVID is no one knew what to do. No one had been through it before. So they'd say, we're going to try this. Um, I have one client who's trying, you know, three days a week. I have one client who's trying one, one day mandatory, the other. They're all doing something a little different. But in the past, and I do see a little of this after COVID too, but in, in HR, they would be like, we're going to see what everybody else is doing and we want to kind of match them. Well, that's a big mistake because every organization is different. Your demographic's different. you you know, I have one client who's, you know, they're, they're a little bit remote, their company, and people don't want to go out there anymore. And I have another one who's right in the city and it's lively and it's young people and they want to go in. So it's like, you really have to look to your point, ask them what they want, um, empower them and at the end of the day they all have goals they have metrics that they need to meet either they meet them or they don't you can't micromanage them and if they can get it done in 6 hours or 12 hours that's there you know they figure that out but i think the flexibility is going to be important and the willingness to say Yeah, we'll try it for X number of months. If it works, great. If it doesn't, we're going to tweak it. And this is, by the way, how this has nothing to do with COVID. This is how we're going to lead our business moving forward. Because we talk about people being agile and approaches and innovation being agile. It's like the way we run our business needs to be agile, too, and and engage with each other.
0: Well, even the recent uh, news story about Chick-fil-A that's exploring basically three-day work weeks for their full-time employees. And they're working... 13- or 14-hour shifts, which is a long day, Um, but on that flip side, they have four days off. And for some people, that may be very enticing. And I know they had a big surge in applications because they were, like many situations in Uh, certain industries they've had a difficult time recruiting and retaining people so i give them credit for trying something out of out of the box and again give it a give it a shot and see see what happens and it'll be interesting to watch because again other industries may look at that if they're having similar problems okay well we we put in you know Four 10 hour days, which we've seen before. You know, healthcare, of course, has 12 hour shifts. There's all these things uh, that are coming into play. And right now, how I look at it, and I'm guessing you might see it the same way or may have a different uh, viewpoint on it, but a lot of the things that we're seeing in the evolution of how we work, I think these things would be coming into play probably in the next 10 years or so. But, you know, to pick on COVID again, Uh, it basically hit the fast forward button. So on your video screen where you can go down and change the speed to 2x, I think they they went down to like 6x in some areas. So there's some things that we weren't anticipating to see before 2030, and we saw them by the summer of 2020. So uh, it's been dizzying, I think, for many organizations. And, And your point a moment ago, I wholeheartedly support. It's like we've been used to looking over at the other desk and seeing what the other person's writing down for the answer. And it's like, no, just, you know, figure out what's the best for you because my company is different than your company, which is different than my colleague down the streets company. And you could have two different franchises that are completely different. And even franchises that are the same, even though they have policies and procedures and guidelines, how they run things can vary, so it it really. I guess the message I want to relay to everybody is give it an opportunity, try something new, because what we were doing, we're seeing, isn't working as well or at all in many instances, and we have to be a little bit more creative. It's an op- I look at this as an opportunity, and I know as, as tragic as what we've endured over the last few years with loss of life and inability to do certain things or go places or supply chain issues, all the things that we hear about day after day, I I think it is an opportunity for us to say, okay, if we could redesign this, what would we make it look like? And this is not something that easily comes. If anybody's paid attention to business or marketing classes back in college, not something that's easily done to reshape something. So I, I hope that organizations take advantage of it and design things, that's the best for their customers and for their people too.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great leadership opportunity. It's a it's a challenge. It's a push out of your comfort zone, but um, in a good way. Something we should all be doing anyway. So I think, I think it's and it's a permission to do so in many cases because uh, no one has the answer right now, and it would be a, it'll be a long time before we have all these case studies of really understanding what worked. And I think that we'll find what you and I are just talking about is that there wasn't one thing that worked, that there are going to be very different solutions and um kind of changes the way we look at business and leadership.
0: It's an exciting time for sure. So Karen, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and all this amazing work you're doing?
1: Um I'm on LinkedIn, so that's one way. Or um, just really reach out via our website, evolveleadership.com. So we'd love to hear from anyone.
0: We'll definitely have that in the show notes. So, Karen, thank you again for you know, this amazing work you're doing. You're making leaders better, and we as a society benefit from that. So thank you again for being on the show today.
1: Thank you for having me, Michael, and great work that you're doing. Keep going.
0: Thank you.